0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hi, everybody. My name is Brent Atwater. Welcome to our show today. That's right. It's Alive Again. Mm -hmm. That means in spirit, on the other side. And we're on Pet Life Radio and proud to be here. So, we're going to talk about today about two cats that made a major difference in my guest's life. And this is part of our ongoing series about how guardian angels and spirit guides can come down and inhabit a pet suit while they're here, change their person's life, go to the other side, and continue their connection. So it keeps the bond between heaven and earth ever going and ever present. And we'd like to welcome Mary Ellen Crifton. How are you today? I'm just fine. Thank you, Brent. And how are you? I'm doing good, and we can't wait to hear this story that began in 1998 about Miss Tammy and then later about Missy, but folks, this is real world, and I think it's really interesting how we have the opportunity, and which is why I have people on, that tell you stories that are reality to them, and we hope that it resonates with you, so sometimes when you look at your pet, it might be something a little more special than you know. Tell us about Miss Tammy. Miss Tammy. All right, Brent. Well,
2: it all goes back to 1998, in the summer of 1998, when uh, three things happened. A little bird befriended me. I was due to present uh, the Book of Ruth, which is a one of the books of the scriptures, at a sacred dance festival in Salt Lake City, which is also my childhood home. And upon my return, I was going to adopt another cat. And I do believe these three events were all connected First, the little bird that followed me everywhere in the yard, kept sitting on the deck. I could not touch it, could not feed it, but it was always there. And I wondered if it was going to be there when I returned. But several days before I left for Salt Lake, the bird started flying around me. It was enfolding me, and it kept flying around me higher and higher in spiral-like fashion. Until it
1: disappeared. and Well, I that's, that's, that's no coincidence. We know that. Mm-hmm.
2: And I never saw the bird again.
1: Mm-hmm. The messenger.
2: Yes. So I left for Salt Lake City, which is a profound reconnection to my childhood home and to all the memories. My father died when I was nine. He died mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. We had to return east. I had lost not only my father, but my connection to my mountain home. I was very connected as a child to the mountain energy. Really, And looking back now, I realize that for me, that is a place where heaven and earth come together. So that week in Salt Lake, in between the events at the festival, I would go down to my childhood home and walk around the block. And I was filled with the sense that I was being totally reconnected to who I was, to that God self within us.
1: Like your energy, just as you just felt like it was just reconnecting? You could actually sense that.
2: Absolutely, but connecting to who we really are under God. Gotcha. And wow. that was a very, very important experience I had, and I treasured it. It was complete blessing. So I returned home after the festival, and the very next day, I went to the local shelter to pick out a kitten. I chose one little gray and white cat. I thought, let me think about this. So right. I went back the next day, and that kitten was gone. And so I chose the other kitten in the back of the cage that just was kind of shy and reticent, and I thought, well, I'll just adopt this kitten.
1: Okay, now, folks, for those listening, let me add this in here. That's to let you know, sometimes when you go in to pick a pet, the universe has something else in mind for you. And obviously, this is the case here, because if Mary Ellen was supposed to have had that first kitten, the universe would have made sure that it was there. But as the story goes, no, she was supposed to have the little fur ball in the back. So tell us more about Miss Tammy.
2: Well, I brought her home. I'm not sure exactly how old she was. It could, she could have been six weeks, eight weeks, but she was not the most sociable cat. She was very shy. She wanted to stay upstairs where she felt safe. She was very skinny, and it took her a while to really feel at home. But once she did, there was such a change. Her energy, her joy her leaping into the air like a little helicopter, <laughs> chasing her tail. Life was great. It was fun, and it stayed that way for several years. And then, around the age of seven, her different illnesses started to set in. Uh, she suffered most of her life from mega colon, oh. and that always took a lot of care. She became a very hands-on cat, where I needed to really give her a lot of attention, a lot of care. Did she appreciate it? I think she did. I, think I mean, did she
1: know that this was part of her teaching you and expanding you into being, you know, very, I guess you would say, focused on every little heartbeat and breath that she had?
2: That was one, definitely one of her lessons, definitely okay. one of her lessons. I became very, very close to her. And at the age she was going on 18, when there was a pr- problem that developed with her eye, and it turned out to be a tumor. And it didn't take much longer than that before I knew that her time was very limited on earth. This was very, very difficult. Now we're going forward to 2016. This was in January. This loss just tore me inside out.
1: Well, so it ignited everything inside of you to re-examine what was going on in your life. Right. Well, I didn't really know. I was. My life was going
2: on as it always went on. I was working. I was taking care of other cats. I wasn't really aware of what was going to follow after she transitioned. What I didn't know is that there were so many cards and flowers and plants and telephone calls and emails. I felt that she was being very honored. And I also understood that there was something going on that I needed to explore. I felt like there was a door, a portal that wanted to open.
1: So you mean that all of these, because she was such a special cat, you received all of this pouring out of sympathy from other folks over this little cat and how it affected you. And everybody was totally aware of this change that this little furball had made in your life. This little purr person had come in and created. They knew I They knew I was very attached to her. Okay.
2: Okay is very attached. Now, my concept of the afterlife of a pet consisted of when a pet dies and goes to heaven, the grass is green, the sky is very blue, there are flowers, there's rivers and streams, they have a wonderful time. This was my understanding of cat heaven, but I realized after she transitioned there was something else going on that I needed to explore further, so I needed help. So I went on the Internet and I looked at various animal communicators, and the first thing was, that struck me was, when I read the stories, how does a cat know if there's asbestos in a room? How does a cat know the thread count of bed sheets so there's more knowledge than I had ever given an animal before. But it, you mean, you
1: so you never really thought about what they can tell about you. <laughs> not,
2: not at all. Yeah, so I was told a friend,
1: I said, friend, you can't talk to anybody after I leave. Mm-mm. So anyway... Yeah.
2: Tammy did lead me to you, Brent. I am so convinced of that.
1: Well, I always feel picked by my pets. I feel like the pets yeah. pick me to tell the people. So I'm, I'm very honored to be part of this journey because she's she's done quite a job with you, getting you to do all everything you've been doing. Well, she has her work cut out for me, and I hope I don't wear her out. But I- <laughs> You can't wear them out. That keep them busy. That way she's not bored. Otherwise, if your pet spirit is sitting on this other side going, oh, I wish they'd connect with me. Oh, my goodness. I wish they'd ask me something. You're just wasting all all the good contact opportunities that you have. So when you're using them, they're happy. It's like, all right, let's go play. (laughs) So she's happy the more you use her. Yeah, so we had quite a long reading. And
2: in the reading, she told me, through you, that I had this disconnect from self. I was cut off from self. And that was quite a revelation. But when I look back again to that summer of 1998, when I was reconnected to the God's self within, but then in the course of the years, with all the demands of our daily living, and in this case, I had my mother, and my stepfather to care for, I was uh, holding down a full time job, it can really drain our energies. Mm-hmm. So that I became very work focused. I wasn't having the rest or the relaxation or the fun times that we all need. So, oh, right. So, this is part of Tammy's job, and it's an ongoing job. To be sure, to (laughs) get mommy
1: out of the house, (laughs) she's saying, "Get mommy out of the house, go play."
2: I know, you know, to enjoy myself, to make, but really, to look at people, to listen to them, to learn from them, to communicate with them. For so many years, I felt that I was living life on the outside, looking in, much as if we were on the outside of a candy store. But there's watching
1: everybody else have the fun in the chocolate.
2: Right, and now I feel more that I'm inside that uh, candy store, enjoying a lot of chocolates.
1: I was gonna say, pass the chocolate, girl. <laughs> I, know,
2: I know. So this is one of her biggest lessons to me.
1: What well, I'm, let me ask you this: since that's one of your lessons, do you like you better now that she's insisted on you being more I, I, outgoing and participative and interactive in life?
2: I'm more comfortable in my. I feel I'm in my skin. Okay, and that's an important feeling.
1: Yeah, and listen, that's- folks, that's something a lot of times a pet will, when you feel disconnected, and we had this in that angel class, you feel like a lot of times that you're totally disconnected or it's you're disassociative or it's like you're existing and looking at life through a bubble. A lot of times in pets that are with people like that, there is a higher purpose and they will instruct you to get out of that. And they are the ones that bring you back, as you say, to your inner self and to your whole self. And so, Tammy, that's what she's been working on.
2: Definitely. And as I said, it's an ongoing thing because, you know, we're human. We can succumb to the everyday tensions of life. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing thing, but she honestly does help me so much. And one of the things I do notice is that when I have a very big to-do list, she helps me prioritize. She helps me organize. And she helps me not to stress out over getting everything done.
1: Okay, now here's what one of our listeners is going to be sitting over there. What do you mean, girl? I knew she helps you. She's been dead. And then the whole point of this for everybody listening is she transitioned from her soul out of her cat suit over to the other side. So for the listeners out there, when you say she helps you, what does that feel like? What does that sound like? How does it manifest that you know it's Tammy helping you and not Bubba down the hall or somebody else on the other side? Because that's what our listeners going to say. How does she know? So you need to tell us how you know that. I know it from my heart. That's what, hear everybody say that again, please, so everybody can hear. Go ahead. No, I will say it very loudly. It is from my heart. There is the heart connection. It's that knowing. And that's something everybody, well, I can't communicate with our other pets. I can't communicate with my pet on the other side. Look, it's the heart connection that you already have in place that is the facilitating fiber for that connection, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Because, you know, heaven is where heaven and earth is in the heart. The heart is heaven and earth
2: meet. Right. So there's no separation. Mm -mm. She's not up there. I'm not down here. We're
1: one. We're together. I'm getting chills just talking about this. Yep. I'm too. But that's what's important for everybody to hear now. You can communicate. You don't have to hire a communicator. Now, of course, we can give you some good details. But that's what we're going to teach is that it's your heart that you take that your energy, run up that heart fiber, and connect with the spirit. Your soul and that soul are connected through the energy of your heart love. Sort of like your heart light, and that's what's important. And once you yeah. identify it and feel it, you operate on it and you know. That's the key word. You know. We know what we it is. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Definitely know. Yes. We know. We just know. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a given. Nobody can take you off of it. You can say, I know it. That's it. And that's where you stand. And the more you use it, the more you use that heart light fiber, the stronger and stronger it becomes. Isn't that the way it works, Mary Ellen? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So how did
1: Tammy get you up and going? She
2: got me up and going. I had a lot of processing to do. How long does that processing take for you? Well, we had our reading uh, two years ago in May. I'm still processing, but I think I've come a long way. Oh, yeah. I think And I think, of, you know, there's always a way to go. There's always improvement. There's always things to learn. But I know I have her with me as my guide. As
1: and do my, you hear her like inside your head, a little voice inside your heart, or just a, no, a little intuitive? Okay, this is a nudgy. Well, what does it feel like?
2: I think I have a very intuitive connection with her. But again, it's always heart-oriented. Mm-hmm. It, it's important not to stay in the head. Amen. And I've also learned that I can trust my intuition or what I'm feeling. I can trust those feelings.
1: And thats not that interesting that you learn the more and more you use it, the more and more you trust it, and the more profound it comes into your life. Right. Just as an example, when you
2: had the, the Zoom the webinar a few, a few days ago, mm-hmm. I had to choose between a, an animal that was a spirit guide or an, or an angel. I thought, uh-huh. there's no way I can do this. But I tried, and I got... I missed one, but I got two right. I thought,
1: wow, uh-huh. this the in, the intuition can be trusted. That's right. You should have just asked Miss Tammy. She'd have told you. <laughs> She'd have gotten a stone-cold A on it, you know, A plus. <laughs> right, right, right. So there's always, um, I'm learning this
2: more and more. Go with your, that feeling, go with your heart, go with your intuition. You can do it, and you, you can trust it.
1: And like when you saw that bird before, you thought, this is strange. Hmm. And now if you saw that same little bird spiraling, you would probably say, oh, got a message coming. Right. 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 Because yeah. yeah. a lot of people take coincidence and they go, nah, can't be. Well, if you say, nah, can't be, most likely it probably is. So um, that's one of the things that you you grow to be more and more in tune with. Yes. I've learned there are no coincidences. Right. So there's no coincidence between the bird. Right. my point
2: to Salt Lake, the yep. connection there coming back and adopting Tammy. This was all interwoven. It was a very beautiful summer when I looked at. It was an extraordinary summer.
1: Wow, Mary Ellen is really doing a wonderful job of listening to her pet, but we'd like you to listen to our sponsors because they have a lot of wonderful things
0: to say too. What if you could protect the life of your cat with something so simple and affordable that you already use every day? Get ready for the evolution of kitty litter. It's Kitty Litter. Along with all the features you've come to expect from your kitty litter, Pretty Litter's patented and scientific formula will also monitor your cat's health and detect illnesses early while providing industry-leading odor control. Two kitty litters, same cat, same price. But there's one important difference. Pretty Litter reacts to your cat's waste by detecting health issues simply by changing color. And the key is that Pretty Litter detects these issues before your cat shows symptoms of physical illness or pain, likely saving you major dollars in vet bills while protecting the health of your cat. What do you think, little guy? Ready to switch litter? Pretty Litter. Colorful insight into your cat's health. Go to prettylittercats.com forward slash cat101 or use coupon code CAT101 to get 20% off your first subscription order. Let's talk pets.
1: Let's talk pets
0: on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Pet <laughs>
1: Thank you so much to our sponsors for helping us with this show and for helping us get awareness out there. And we're going to be talking to Mary Ellen now about Missy. Now, did uh, Tammy lead you to Missy? Well, Missy, Missy originally lived in this house. I moved
2: here in 2008, and her person had died. So she owned the house before you did? Yes, but I didn't know about her in the beginning. I already had four cats, including Tammy. Folks, and, this is a cat lady. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a one, good thing. One day, I look out the back door, and I see this gray and white cat slowly walking down the little hill to the backyard. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. Not another cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't, weren't you being cordial? Go ahead.
2: <laughs> I fed her as I did other outdoor cats, but I did not allow her inside the house. And I did find out that this had been her home originally. But, you know, I wasn't ready. I thought, five cats is just too much. Yeah. I have a small house. So I kept on feeding her, her baby, spent a few winters outside. But when we had the blizzard of 2013 and I heard her meowing, I, she's got to come in. So I brought her in and, oh, she was just so happy. And it was a very, very seamless adjustment. With the other cats, she was just so happy to be back in her own home. Grateful that you weren't going to kick her out anymore. Uh, She was just so thankful to be in a warm place and just so happy to be back home. Now, she
1: had attitude about that before? Like, because you didn't open your doors to her before or she just sort of like hanging out? She always wanted
2: to come in. She hung out. She was always there when I came home from work.
1: She and you didn't let
2: her in because? I felt that I cannot accept a fifth cat. I have okay. a cat in a small house. It's just going to be too much. Gotcha. But when she did come in and we were five, I thought, what was my problem? We're fine. We're fine. And I think this was one of Missy's lessons to teach me is that don't restrict your heart. Don't feel that. No, it's too much. I can't do it. Go for it. It's not too
1: much. There's always room. There's always room for more. I do believe that was one of her lists. Did she eat on you? I mean, did she, I hate to say, this sort of nag at your heart, like, you know, like you see this little Pac-Man inch away, the feelings of, oh, I can't take her. Is that what it made? You just sort of like ate it away until you said, I have to, or did? Well, it was the bad weather that I thought I would be heartless if I left her in this blizzard. So she opened your heart, had to use extreme measures to get you to say, okay, you can come in now.
2: There was no way that I could leave Missy out with a blizzard going on. So we had to rescue her from the snow. We brought her into the house. When I say, we, it was the help of my neighbor. I made her a bed. She stayed in the garage, but the garage leads into the kitchen. So she was able to come and go as she wished. But in the beginning, she stayed in the garage until she got more comfortable to come into the house itself. But in the meantime... My other cats were coming and going, and there was really no altercation. It was a seamless transition, which was okay, very... Okay,
1: folks, when you hear a seamless transition, I'm going to insert here. You might want to look at that as being a little higher being intervention, because that means that cat's supposed to, or parrot, or bunny, or puppy, is supposed to be part of the family when there's a seamless transition. That means it was meant to be. Okay, go ahead. Okay.
2: I did really have some guilt about waiting so long to accept her. But I think that was part of her lesson for me. And I believe that she endured some cold winters outside so that I could learn this lesson. And the lesson I learned was that don't restrict your heart. Never say, oh, it's just too much. I can't do that. There's no room. Expand your heart. Create that awareness. This was a very important thing for me to learn. We were very, very happy as a, cat, as a family with five cats. It was no problem. I don't know why he made it an issue, but that was part of my learning. Wow. So she spent several more years. She was a very healthy little girl. She got very plump. What struck me was her happiness and the fact that she was so affectionate, always, always wanting me to pick her up, cuddling. She was a beautiful little girl. When she became ill, it happened so gradually that I didn't really know what was going on. And that's still a bit of a mystery because her decline was so quick. And she actually transitioned in my bed in the middle of the night. This oh, is wow. This, in my in this past January. She had actually spent the entire day at the vet. They were running some more blood work. I brought her home. She didn't seem like she was feeling well. She went to sleep on the bed. And in the middle of the night, uh, she went into some kind of respiratory arrest or some kind of attack or whatever it was. And she passed. She died. Oh, wow. She transitioned. Ooh. And it was stunning. It was such a quick departure that I. Um, it took me a while to react. I was just kind of, I was numb. I was numb. See, I had time with Tammy, but I didn't have that time with Missy. It happened very quickly. Well,
1: she just—it was time for her to go.
2: Yes, it was her time. It was her time. I do believe it was. That was actually January 10th, and so now I'm down. I had lost other cats. It was uh, my Lucy and myself. I thought, well, I had made the decision. I'm not going to get any more cats. I'm getting too old myself, and I don't want them to. uh, I don't want to predecease my any cats I have. So I woke up one morning, and it's Lucy and myself, and I thought, gee, this house is kind of empty, but I'm not going to get any more cats. I thought, gee, this is crazy. Of course I'm going to have more cats. Why don't I, and again, this thought came in, and I think this was Missy inspired, why don't you think about senior cats? So I asked Missy, Missy, I would like you to send me a senior female cat. Well, after that, things happen very quickly with networking, and I was presented with the opportunity to adopt two senior male cats, two brothers. And I said to Missy, but I ask you, Missy, for one female. And her reply was, but I'm sending you two boys. And remember, there's room. Open up your heart. There is room. These two need a home. Open up your heart. It turned out that these two boys had also lost their person, who had gone into assisted living, and the daughter was trying to sell the home and rehome the cats. So Missy passed on January 10th. On February 24th, I had formally adopted Elijah and Benjamin, two black and white tuxedo cats, two brothers, who are now 16 and 15. And again, there was a seamless transition. They came on a Saturday Saturday. By Sunday morning, they were out and about in the house. Lucy was perfectly fine. It was the easiest adoption I've ever experienced. And when I look back, I mean, they're with me for months, I realize there's all this connection. Missy, Lucy, Elijah, Benjamin, we've all been around the block before. We all know each other. We are no strangers. I do believe that she
1: chose. Do you think? Wait, I got to ask you this because people are going to ask. You were no strangers. Do you think it was like strangers from a higher purpose sort of thing that you felt, or that it was just the same soul group? Well, I believe we may have had past lives together. Okay, that's what
2: I'm feeling.
1: Okay, well, that's what you feel with it. Go with that gut. Okay.
2: I know that we're not strangers. It, It all happened too smoothly, too effortlessly, too seamlessly. And I believe that Missy chose that exit point that she did so that these two boys could come into my life. Could come again into my life. I do feel that.
1: And do you think that her she had to leave at that time because that's when the other pets were going to be, I'd say it, orphans? Well, the house was sold soon after that. Yeah. So her timing
2: was her timing was good. Yeah, the timing was right there. If Missy had not transitioned, I would not have adopted those cats.
1: Okay, well, then her timing was universally set.
2: And I do believe that they were meant to come here.
1: I do believe that they are meant to be here. And I'm, they have adapted just like they've been lived there their whole life, haven't they?
2: Absolutely. I, I Again, I feel that we're no strangers. We're here. We're a family. We're together again.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And pretty. That big black one is so pretty. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're really Big old fuzzy thing.
2: They, uh, I had a wonderful experience a few weeks ago. I was awakened one night by a lot of purring, loud purring. They were both at my shoulder, side by side, purring up a storm. It was so sweet. I did not mind being awakened. I thought, you know, they know. They, they know. were they
1: were purring in unison. We are happy. Yeah. We are happy. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Warm tummies. And full tummies. <laughs> Warm with full tummies. Couldn't be better than that. <laughs> so, so I think that Missy's work,
2: you know, Tammy has the really deep stuff with the heart. Yeah. Missy is a very practical little soul. She's a mother. Okay. I believe. I wouldn't caregiver. A caregiver. She's a caregiver. I, she took very good care of Corky when he was dying from renal failure. She was always grooming him. I believe that she is now mothering from the other side. And I believe that she is going to lead the way for me when it is time to retire, to work with cats. Oh, a, wow. And I wouldn't, you know, I can even picture myself fostering kittens and learning how to bottle feed them. Because I'll have more time to be at home with that schedule. I cannot picture my life without cats. I'll never be too old. They will always be somehow a part of my life. And this is where Missy, who is very practical, she's a very practical little spirit, she's going to show me. She's going to really lay it all out. I believe that is her work for me now. And again, this, am I imagining this? I don't think so. This is all...
1: Evolving.
2: Evolving, but it's being felt by the heart.
1: So she's teaching you what you're really going to be doing with the rest of your life. I believe so. I oh, believe that's cool.
2: That somehow there's always going to be cats involved. Oh, wow be helping them, rehome them, taking care of them temporarily, even if I become too elderly, too old, too decrepit, to In the home, we call it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To adopt them, certainly from kittens to even senior
1: cats. They're always going to be. You can go hold them in the shelter from the home. They have a bus over there, you know.
2: (laughs) I know. I know. So my life will continue with cats. there will never be an end to cats.
1: Well, it sounds like that, you know, it sounds like that Tammy had sort of the guardian angel role to adapt with your heart. And it sounds like Missy's sort of doing the spirit guide thing. She's helping you direct your vocation after retirement. Right, right, right. And they're working together. I think. Yeah, I was going to say they sound like they're in, in tandem with one another. Right. I can picture Tammy saying, All right, you do this part and I'll do this. But we both have hey, a- delegation. is a good thing when you have somebody yeah. like, you know, they got to orchestrate your life. It, it sometimes takes more than it takes a village <laughs> to do Mary Ellen Clifton.
2: <laughs> I can picture Tammy saying, Look, I have my hands full. You do this much and I'll do
1: this. But she's just her heart. But you have the keep. Cap- yeah. That's yeah. how that works. How does well, that separate? That makes sense to me. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Well, I want to thank you for taking time today, and I want to thank our sponsors for their input and helping us keep this show going forward. I know I have always been grateful for all of our sponsors. So, Mary Ellen, I want to thank you for your time today also and letting people know this is real, folks. You have very special universal beings that come down in cat suits, in Mary Ellen's case, that will touch your heart and will guide your life even when they're on the other side and even more strongly when they're on the other side. And everything is orchestrated basically out of the fibers of your soul and your heart, if you'll just listen, would you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I am so grateful to you, Brent,
2: because none of this would have been possible if if Tammy had not led me to you and all that I have
1: learned. I'm grateful that Tammy gave me this opportunity, but I think everything is sort of pre-planned. And that the people that are supposed to wake up are led to people that will help wake them up. And I think that this is all part of learning that there is no separation between heaven and earth. And that there even they say there's a rainbow bridge. It's a poem. And it's not a place. And that when you realize there's no separation, you have an ongoing, continuing relationship that makes a whole difference in your life. And it makes your life very full. Yes.
2: And it really helps us process our grief because we cannot stay in the grief stage indefinitely. They do want us to move forward. And it's a
1: choice. You have to choose to move forward.
2: Right. Right. And they will help us. They definitely, yes, definitely help us.
1: And I think that's important. The minute you choose to allow spirit to help you from the other side, they'll step right in and zippity-doo-dah, go to work. But as long as you shut them off, by choosing. Now, there's a period of grief that you need to stay in. That's just work through it. But there comes a time after that where you get the opportunity to choose to allow spirit to be part of your life within. That just makes your life blossom and grow. Right. Right. And I think shutting down and quitting because of grief doesn't let your life evolve and blossom and grow. So our message today is to even when the little pet suit has transitioned, let the ever living spirit direct and help your life to continue to blossom and grow until you meet them on the other side. And that way there won't be any waiting in between. You can be busy with them every day until you join them. Absolutely. And I think that's so much more rewarding, don't you? yes. Oh, yes. Well, I thank you, uh, everybody. Listen, Mary Ellen is an administrator over in our group Animal Life After Death, and she will be more than glad to answer questions for you in our Facebook group and help you through your grief and help you transition and learning that living spirit can make your life just full and wonderful and full of new adventures. And we thank everybody who's listening today, taking the time out to do that. Again, we thank our sponsors, and we'll look forward to seeing you. Visit me on YouTube. Yeah. And we'll be doing classes and join our group, Animal Life After Death. Mary Ellen and a bunch of other wonderful administrators can help you heal your heart and get you moving forward with continuing never-ending love. Thanks for listening. Bye, bye, bye.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.